Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robin's on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. Two big games this week, not an ideal result at Leeds. We'll reflect on that game first. We'll talk about what happened at Ipswich. We're going to hear from Hakeem Adelikan. Of course, he made his debut at Leeds and we'll hear from him. Uh, also going to hear about these rumours of a potential new goalkeeper at Ashton Gate and a high-profile one of that. We'll hear what Lee Johnson said. Uh, Jamie Patterson from RSG have come in for some stick recently, haven't they? We'll get Gregor's thoughts on that. And of course, Millwall this weekend. All of that to come in this week's podcast. So, Gregor, let's start at Leeds. Did the sending off change the game? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, the, the sending off, I think if you were there and pretty much all the fans and other people I've spoken to would agree that the sending off certainly did change the game. Josh Brownhill picked up a really silly yellow in the first half, if you didn't see it. He he sort of got caught in possession and that was in a dangerous area just on the edge of his box and his basically his marker was in on goal, can't remember which Leeds player it was, and he basically had to grab his shirt and haul him down, definite yellow. And then that set him up for the second yellow, obviously, when he dived in. And after that, it was it was a totally different game. It was one-way traffic, basically. And unfortunately, I think that kind of maybe hints that the, the Robins are a little bit mentally fragile at the moment. And yes, they showed good character against Ipswich, but I still think if you get at them and you get on top of them, then then there's work to be done on the on basically the, the mental side. And part of that is just players maturing and getting becoming more experienced. OK, here's what Ali Johnson said about Josh Brownhill and that sending off. Uh, I was a bit disappointed with, with it, um, mainly because he had new boots on um, and he hadn't tried them in training yet. And at the time, I thought it was a bit of a slip. And uh, When I look back, it was probably a bit unfair. It wasn't a slip. But like I say, all you ask really is that the players hold their hands up. You know I mean, I've been sent off before as, as a player and uh, sometimes you've got to come in, hold your hands up, apologise to everybody and then everybody moves on pretty quick. And uh, same with Josh, sent me a, a nice text and held his hands up to the players. And I think he's in credit for sure, you know, with the performances and the energies that... Josh has put in and over the course of a season naturally that's going to happen so how you deal with it is important and uh, yeah it's not ideal being on the, on the back of the third you know what I mean the third loss going into the fourth but sometimes when you're in that <laughs> tight run those little things uh, go against you Gregor what did you think about him uh, texting Lee Johnson after it's, it's pretty uh it's a pretty nice thing to do actually isn't it I think it was a nice touch that he texted Lee Johnson I, th- I really do I think that shows how close the, the two guys are. I think it, it shows the responsibility that Josh 
Brownhill feels and obviously tweeted about it as well. And I like it when players do that because, yeah, it shows that they're emotionally invested in the club, that they're, they're worried about their performances. They want to do well. And, yeah, that, that's everything I would expect from him. And he's a class act, Josh Brownhill. As I was saying to Lee Johnson in the in the post-match press conference, he'll learn from that. He, he still is only 22, people forgetting that. And, yeah, he'll get better and better. This was his first red card ever, so don't forget that. And it was just kind of typical of football that he, he picks up a, a sending off when he's probably been the most consistent Robins player this season for me. He's been, he's been brilliant at times for most of the season and maybe the standout player so far. So, yeah, he was unfortunate and um, City will need him back as soon as possible. OK, well, Hakeem Adelikan made his debut at Leeds and here's what he had to say. When did you find out you were playing and uh, how did you find the build-up to the match? Were you, were you a sort of nervous kind of person or did you just take any strike? I, I found out in the morning and obviously first game of lots of blood rushing. I was quite nervous, but then I'm normally quite a calm person, so I want to get on the coach to... To the ground, I just really stopped my music on and just kind of relaxed myself. And then from then on, it was just a buzz. Just can't wait to get out there, can't wait to do it. How are you finding Bristol City generally? Um, have you settled in at the club? How do you find the city? Have you had a chance to look around? Yeah, I live, live right in the middle of the city with another player, Jamie Patterson, a couple of floors above me. So it's all good. It's a great group of lads, and they've just made it really just so easy for me to just settle in and just really be myself and just become part of the team. And even the injury, it was a bad thing, but then that has given me more of a chance to settle in and get more comfortable and really learn about team and the club more. So, yeah, it's been good. That was Hakeem Adelikin there speaking after the Leeds defeat. Well, that defeat at Leeds made it four on the bounce and LJ spoke before the Ipswich game. Here's uh, what he had to say about City's form at that point. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we, uh, we're we not in bad nick. We just need to like add a bit more quality, if you like, and we're working very, very hard on the training ground um, to do that in vital areas of the pitch. And like, defensively, we look reasonably sound um, all, all over the pitch. We're not conceding like, bar- barrels and barrels of goals, but obviously we want to make sure that we, we tuck a few more in. There's also been strong rumours of a certain Tom Heaton potentially signing for Bristol City. We've got the latest on that too. Um, Tom Heaton is a name that keeps being crop, cropping up uh, yeah. with a number of teams. And Bristol City have been linked to him a couple of times. Yeah. Are you happy with your goalkeeper options? Uh, in which case, we could rule that out. Um, well, I think our goalkeeping options are good at the moment. You know, well... Frankie with Frankie coming back and it was he trained today so there's a bit of news for you that was the first time he's trained um, <clears throat> pretty much all season actually um, for various reasons but obviously on the back of the meningitis stuff um, so we've got Frankie we've got Nicky in the building and we've got Max O'Leary and again it comes back down to performance um, are the goalkeepers performing we've got three there and uh, Come January, if we're looking in that position, as we always do, and we look in every position, it'll be based on what's the alternative, as it always is. I mean, every question, whether you're going to sell somebody for five or ten million um, or bring somebody in on a free, it always becomes uh, what's the alternative. So 
yeah, a couple of little transfer things. Tom Heaton was the one we asked Lee Johnson about, and basically he hasn't sort of played that one down too much, has he? And at the same time, he hasn't given too much away. He's never going to discuss names per se because it's not good for business, and uh, also it's not, it's just not morally right, is it? You shouldn't shouldn't be discussing players at other clubs. So, sort of trans, sort of reading between the lines, I suppose. I think Lee Johnson's saying there really that if they can find a really top quality addition to the squad, they'll add them in. And that can be any position, goalkeeper, defence, midfield. In particular, goalkeeper, though, I have to stress that. I I think Bristol City are doing pretty well defensively. Um, Just a few stats off the back of the game um, last night, the Ipswich Town win. Bristol City have still got the equal sixth best defence in the league on goals conceded. Something I asked Lee Johnson about this week. And so their problems aren't really that end of the pitch. It's more about them taking their chances and scoring goals. And they actually average the second most shots on target per game in the league. So I would argue that it's not even about creating chances. They get good chances. I suppose maybe they can always get better quality chances. I'd accept that. But it's definitely more about them taking their chances coming their way and they need more goal scorers. And to that end, according to my sources or from what I've heard, I think Bristol City are going to be in the market in January for a striker. I think from what I've been told, Bristol City want another striker and maybe even another number 10 kind of creative player. So we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that. And one of the names linked has been Josh Major of Bristol, uh, oh, sorry, of Sunderland. And I was told from a good source recently that Bristol City had a scout up watching the Sunderland forward when he certainly when he scored against Wickham a couple of weeks ago. So that's one to keep an eye on. I know he's out of contract at the end of the season. Nineteen years old has been doing very well in League One, but there's a lot of competition for his services. So no foregone conclusions there, and he may well yet sign a new deal at Sunderland. We'll have to see. So Gregor ultimately. Um... Bristol City came up short at least, didn't they? But some impressive character at Ipswich. Yeah, really impressive character. Obviously, Ipswich got on top in that first half. I have to say, I probably agree with Lee Johnson's assessment. The first 10, 15 minutes, Bristol City were very good. But then afterwards, they faded. And yeah, for me, sort of that mental fragility that was kind of talking about from Leeds, that once Ipswich scored and got on top, it really only looked like one winner for a long time. And the City were were dire, really, for the final 30 minutes of that first half. But credit to the head coach, actually, because his changes once again made a difference and Jeju came on and that changed the game. You can say, okay, the uh, maybe the Robins have had a little bit of luck there with that horrendous own goal from... Bialkowski, who had a terrible game in goal for the Tractor Boys. And yes, it's a cliche in football, isn't it? That when you're down there, those kind of things don't go your way. And certainly they they maybe got a bit of luck there with a, with a soft conceding from Ipswich and that tied the game up. And then it went crazy, didn't it? Sort of four goals in the space of nine minutes. The pendulum swung both ways. And yeah, Bristol City showed good character. They got in front. They they didn't give up at all. And yeah, that 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 does bode well for the rest of the season. And there are plenty of good signs still around this team, despite the recent form. And hopefully, they can now use that to kick on. 
Mm, and, and Jamie Patterson and Fumara Jiju, they've really come in for some stick. What did you make of them? They, they got the goals. Yeah, Jeju was brilliant that second half. He, he really did change the game. He, he gave them a focal point. He held the ball up well. He brought others into play. I distinctly remember him holding off Chambers at one point and, and bringing in Patterson to play down the wing. And then, yeah, he, he basically he almost got the goal for the equaliser, obviously. It was diverted into his own goal by the Ipswich goalkeeper. Then he scored the winner. And he was a handful for the Ipswich defenders for most of the game. And Jamie Patterson, yeah, he was excellent up at Leeds, really was, held the ball up well, creative. He maybe could have got a few shots away, but I thought that was maybe a little... He showed a, a bit of rustiness from maybe being in and out of the side. But again, he was on form at Ipswich, scored a, a really good goal there. And I think those two, and Eliasson, who grabbed his fourth assist of the season, don't forget on Wednesday those those three really need to be playing for me because they've shown a bit of consistency now and they've earned that place in the shirt so you've got to build around them few few question marks on Andreas Feynman at the moment he looks short on confidence to me but those guys yeah they they need to be playing at the moment I mean it's which are bottom of the table but how vital to get that win it was incredibly vital to be Ipswich simply I've written in my post-match report that Arguably, Lee Johnson was staring down the barrel at 1-0 because five five defeats in a row and to lose to the bottom side who, had only, who have only, of course, won one game all season, that would have been a huge, huge blow for the head coach. But thankfully they didn't and we can move forward and <laughs> I think the relief from Lee Johnson in the post-match press conference was palpable he, he was very, very upbeat and he, he did seem very relieved. And hopefully, yeah, we can now all move forward. Got Millwall coming up next, which on paper looks a very winnable game. And I do think City need to improve their home form. That's what they've really got to do to kick on now. And that's what, obviously, the coaching staff will be looking to do. And we'll see if they can do it this weekend. And um, something happened with Paul Lambert, didn't it, post-match? Tell me more. Yeah, just before I move on to the Millwall game, just one last point on the Ipswich game and just that Paul Lambert, just one little story from the post-match press conferences, Paul Lambert didn't take too kindly to me asking him about what happened on the touchlines. If you remember, early on in that game, there was some uh, argy-bargy on the sidelines between Lee Johnson and Paul Lambert and the two respective coaching teams came together some sp- for some spicy action, as I'm going to call it. Uh, that was just before Ipswich scored, really, and maybe fired up the home side a little bit to go on and do better. And I asked Paul Lambert in the post-match press conference about that. But he wouldn't be drawn on it, and he wanted to know what Lee Johnson had said on the matter, and Lee Johnson hadn't said anything, unfortunately. But, yeah, he, he kept quiet on that. And one thing that was pointed out by one of the other local reporters there was that one of the guys on... Paul Lambert's coaching team. I think his name is uh, John John Henry John 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 Kennedy. is an ex judo champion, so you wouldn't want to mess with him. <laughs> and uh, maybe that's why things didn't quite kick off. Obviously, um, Lee Johnson went on to get a yellow card, though, and we believe that might be his third of the season. I do need to check that fact. Um, and he might be getting close to a ban himself. That's another one for us to keep an eye out on. And Millwall, why is it being played this Sunday then, not a Saturday? As to why Millwall is being played on Sunday, again, I think 
Um, I think the coaching team for Bristol City have decided that that extra day of preparation isn't a bad thing. It'll help um, them prepare the team properly for the visit of the Lions. And uh, I'm not too sure offhand whether Bristol Bears are playing at home this weekend. I think they might be. But of course, that wasn't the case recently. So it doesn't go down to when the rugby team is playing particularly. So, yeah, I think it's the extra preparation. And more, really, they're on a terrible run, aren't they? Surely that's got to be three points there, Gregor. Yes, it could be a good time to play Millwall. And it looks maybe like Bristol City have just turned the corner themselves. And I think this game, obviously, you, you look at it and think it's a real chance to get three points. Last year, it was quite a terse nil-nil affair at Ashton Gate, but Bristol City certainly could have won it. They didn't create too much on the day. They'll be looking to do a bit better this time round. And I think if they build around the likes of, as I say, Eliasson, Patterson and Jeju, and maybe if they can get a few of the other guys back, maybe Calamo Dowder could come in for this one. Marley Watkins, I think both those guys aren't too far away. In fact, I counted that Bristol City were missing seven players on, on Wednesday night, which is quite a few if you, if you think that there's quite a few important sort of first team players there or certainly around the first team uh, 11 such as the likes of Bailey Wright and Frank Fielding and Corey Smith and they are likely to get as I say O'Dowd and Watkins back pretty soon as well as Brownhill when he returns from suspension then yeah they could be strengthened for the weekend and that would be another boost for them and yeah hopefully they can get another three points against Millwall and then the fixtures don't look too bad either, the ones coming up. OK, they've got top of the table, Norwich coming up at Ashton Gate and Birmingham away, which might not be too easy either. But I do think those games are winnable. Even even Norwich, who are flying at the moment, um, I, I, I do think City will have a chance there. But we'll see. OK, well, that's a, that's a big statement, Bristol City. It could be Norwich, we will see. As always, Gregor, thanks for your thoughts, thanks for your insight. Uh, some fascinating stuff today, as always. We'll be back next week reflecting on the Millwall game and looking forward to the Birmingham match as well. And just while we've got your ears, this is really exciting, can't wait for this. Um, 13th of December, so just in a couple of weeks, uh, we want you to put your Robins knowledge to the test and join us for a special Bristol City pub quiz. I'm going to be hosting it. It's at the Rising Sun pub uh, on Ashton Road, 13th of December. It all starts at 6 o'clock. It's a fiver, and that includes a free drink. And there's some special guests as well, and lots of fantastic prizes, including signed shirts, season tickets, and obviously plenty of beer. So uh, join us for that. We'd love your company there. Thank you for listening this week. We'll be back next week. And if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.